Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. The overall theme of our current season has been the miracle of sharing your joy. Today, we'd like to explore what may seem like the wellspring of miracles in this world. The source of all miracles, of course, is the undivided, creative, limitless, and power of spirit. But when they manifest in this world, they seem to arise out of nothing. We're always surprised when we experience a miracle, aren't we? It's never what we've grown accustomed to. Something wonderful out of the ordinary unexpectedly happens, and we declare that it is a miracle. There are people who refuse to acknowledge or even consider miracles in this world. After all, what's there not to love about any miracle? Yet those who don't seem to want to acknowledge that miracles do happen here don't do so because they are afraid of them. For one thing, no one can control miracles even intellectually. Miracles are considered miracles because they seem to be inexplicable to the intellect. You can say that miracles blow your mind. That's a fun expression from our time. (laughs) Yet they don't really blow your mind at all. What they do blow up often to smithereens are those concepts and beliefs you may have doggedly held on to as reality or the gospel truth that have limited your awareness of the limitless and eternal. Miracles blow open the door to your direct experience of spirit. That is what makes every miracle a profound healing. Yet, is there a gateway or portal in this world through which every miracle makes its entrance here? Yes, absolutely. It's not too unlike each of us as eternal spirit make our entrance into this divided world of time and space through the doorway called birth. Our mother sets aside her personal desires to open the door between heaven and earth for us to enter into our newly formed body and be birthed in the world. This profound act of sharing herself and her life opens the gateway into this world for the miracle of spirit to appear here. So today, we're exploring this gateway through which miracles originating in spirit are birthed into this world. The title of this show is, The Miracle is in Your Sharing. Most people who have ever experienced a birth of a baby tend to recognize that it's miraculous. The whole process is miraculous. No matter how much psychologists anatomists, and other scientists involved in the in-depth study of conception, pregnancy, and birthing have advanced their research and intellectual understanding of birth, 
No one is even close to truly knowing how it all actually happens. You can identify the biochemical, neuroelectoral, and physiological structures and processes involved, but it's just an observation from the outside. What appears to be happening and what seems to cause one action or another. Science may be able to predict within a relatively small margin of time when the conception happened or when the most probable due date might be, but no one knows exactly what happens or how. Nonetheless, it happens. Eternal life enters a mortal body in this temporal world. Wouldn't that qualify as a miracle? Now, what opens the doorway for the miracle of spirit or life to enter this world? In the case of the miracle of bringing spirit to form here, it requires a mother to share herself and her life in a variety of ways for the miracle to manifest here. Before a woman commits to becoming a mother to another human life here, she's known as a woman. In order to become pregnant, She has to share herself, her body, and her life with a man or at least a male donor. In most cases, she has to share herself with others who support her in the process, whether they are spouses, family members, midwives, doctors, nurses, and so on. Even in her commitment to becoming a mother, she has to set aside her previous life as a single woman who could live as a separate person in the world. As a mother to a child, she has to commit to sharing with another being what previously seemed to be a singular, independent life of her own. It may not be quite like suddenly becoming one part of a conjoined twin, but she dies from her previous individual existence and births herself into a new, more communal life. Whereas in her previous singular life, She may have been free to read a book when she wanted to, eat whatever and whenever she wanted, sleep normally throughout the night, and above all, she may have been much freer from concerns about another life as if it were her own. Jesus said that there is no greater love than for us to lay down our life for another. Although a mother may not be daily laying down her own life for her child in the same physical way soldiers defending their country on the front lines of battlefields or even police officers or firefighters putting their physical lives on the line for others, she is definitely setting aside many aspects of her individual life in order to birth and raise her child. Every mother can relate to this, I'm sure. For spirit, since there is no such thing as death, dying is the experience of letting go of a way of life and identity that the individual became accustomed to. You could say the dying experience is like leaping out of one's long-established comfort zone. That's also why some people have intense commitment issues. Oh yeah, there's even astrological signs that talk about that. They are afraid to die from the person they feel comfortable as, to be reborn as the person they really are. For example, if you're deciding to commit to living your life with another person for the rest of this incarnation, you're definitely going to set aside the comfort and seeming freedom of living 
in a bachelor pad or bachelorette pad or having your bathroom all to yourself as long as you want every morning and evening. So the fear of commitment to being a mother or a life partner or going into business with others or at least in part the fear of sharing is at least in part the fear of sharing, isn't it? If you're comfortable being the way you are and living the way you've been living, committing to something different may have the effect of jeopardizing all that for you. Sharing can look and feel very threatening. After all, who hasn't heard at least a few kids yell, mine, you can't have it. You can say that sharing is a big ego buster. Sharing requires you to open up to a greater wholeness of life and spirit. You can't stay closed up and isolated if you are going to share anything. So without sharing in some way, you can't be a recipient of miracles. Or you can say that the more you share, the more receptive you become to a variety of miracles. Well, one of the things I've learned, especially from having physically died five times and then returning each time here, is that my life is not about me. (laughs) That may sound like an oxymoron, but I found it to be true. Each time I found myself purely in spirit, I was definitely alive, but life was not about me at all. As I review the life I've lived thus far here in this incarnation, I've discovered that the only times I actually felt and thought that my life was about me was when I wanted something. Mm-hmm. It's all those me want a cookie <laughs> moments in life. <laughs> For those of you uh, who remember Sesame Seat and Street. Co- cookie, cookie uh, monster. And uh, well, it's what those me want a cookie moments that made it seem like my life was about this individual person that seems to exist in this world, I refer to as me. It's the wanting that makes it seem like I'm a separate and independent person that has nothing to do with those I might refer to as others or not me. And if I become beholden to the desires, I even become more isolated as an island unto myself and feel more lack in my life. Those are the only times that I feel like my life is all about me. All the other times when I'm fulfilled and not necessarily wanting anything, I'm part of life itself. And there's no separate me that wants and needs something. That's the true nature of sharing. When we share, we're sharing ourselves with and as life itself, not as something separate from the whole that is life. Although we may each express the life we are living in a unique way, there's no separate me that's trying to stay isolated from others and the world. Sharing comes from recognizing that we are each a different expression of a greater whole that we call life or spirit. 
we don't consider each instrument we hear played in an orchestra as a separate song from each other, right? But we consider them as playing different expressions of the same one song. A group of musicians playing a song together is sharing. Each musician cannot remain isolated as a separate person independent of the orchestra and continue to play the song. At least for the duration of the song, each musician has to set aside their personal wants and needs and play as a facet of the whole orchestra. Sharing is what opens us up to the limitless spirit and the whole of life itself. Once we're open and stop isolating ourselves from the whole of life, we can share in the miracle offerings of life itself. It's through our sharing with others our life that we get to share in the miracle of life. What we refer to as our ego is essentially nothing trying to survive as something. <laughs> it serves as our protection against perceived death and therefore sharing. Ego's survival dictates that it has to maintain its seemingly separate, isolated existence. That means in practical terms, we can't share. If we share, we open ourselves up from the closed and isolated island we believe ourselves to, to be, to become part of the undivided, limitless whole that we are. That illusion of being an island unto ourselves is shattered as truth reveals itself. Now, whenever we begin to proactively share ourselves and our lives in the way we live each day, we begin to live more and more the miracle that is our limitless life. We begin to naturally share more as we realize that those we call others in the world are in truth the same one light of spirit showing up here in the world in what appears to be separate, individual, different bodies. If you look at any miracle experienced by people, you'll see that two or more people share themselves with one another to fulfill a common purpose. At least a couple of people opened up to the oneness and limitlessness of spirit. There's a story reported a few years ago in Utah where a young mother lost control of her car on an icy road and plunged into the frigid river. Well, she died on impact, but 14 hours later, first responders discovered there was a baby, her baby, strapped in her baby car seat, hanging upside down in the overturned vehicle in the freezing river water, and her head was just above that freezing water. Why? Because a policeman and a firefighter both heard an adult voice coming from within the car pleading for help. The miracle came out of the sharing of everyone involved 
intending to the well-being of anyone who could have been in the accident. It was the undivided spirit of cooperation that the baby was miraculously rescued alive. During one of the major files, fires in the Mount Shasta area where we lived at the time, our beloved friend, her ill husband, and their entire farm with a menagerie of horses, dogs, cats, and other animals, including our own dog at the time, Shanti, that w- they were caring for while we were traveling, found themselves in the direct pathway of the oncoming flames. While in the process of evacuating everyone, the flames were marching down toward their property. They called one of their church friends to start a prayer tree amongst their friends and fellow church members. One person after another joined in prayer for their safety and the safety of all in the neighborhood of the oncoming fire. And within minutes, the fire suddenly made what appeared to be a sudden turn away from their farm and others' neighboring homes and headed into the wild lands. The miracle came through that communal sharing of the oneness of spirit. Well, our first break is coming up, and this is the time we give our reminders. And for our SHAPE people, we have a trio of classes for our SHAPE Mastery Course, Thursday and Saturday. This is in May of 2022, in case you're listening to this later. But we also have coming, not this weekend, but the following weekend, on Saturday and Sunday, May 28th and 29th, a fabulous remote four teleclass plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend. And here is the overall title and the titles of each of the teleclasses. The overall title is Finding Joy in Challenging Times, Harnessing the Transformative Power of Compassion, Gratitude, and Forgiveness. Starting at 9 a.m. and 12 noon Pacific Time, the two-hour teleclasses on Saturday will be as follows. The first one is Looking for Bliss When the Going Gets Tough. You are the joy you are looking for. And the afternoon class on Saturday on that same day is Happiness is Sharing Your Joy When All Seems Lost, Discovering the Creative Power of Compassion. And then the teleclasses on Sunday will be Welcoming the Blessings of Bliss, the Power of Gratitude to Heal Your Soul, and Forgiving Your Way Back to Yourself, the Path to Your Freedom and the Love of God. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one teleclass during the weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom Q&A and talk story and social on the Sunday following that last teleclass. For the full write-up and details or to sign up, go to the May calendar section of michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours Pacific time. We'll return in a couple of minutes to The Miracle is in Your Sharing. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. 
Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. If you're just joining us now, we've been exploring how the miracle is in your sharing. It's your sharing that opens you up to miracles. We'll continue with that. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about uh, uh, an experience we had with our friend and, and uh, who, who was in the line of uh, the pathway of the wildfire back in a few years back in, the, in Mount Shasta. And uh, our dog Shanti was in their care uh, during this time because we were traveling when we found out about this wildfire going on. And uh, so we were tracking that and, and, and the we wildfire. We were in Vermont. Vermont, yeah. We just had arrived to Vermont to our hotel and everything for an event. And then <laughs> we were going to have a nice relaxing evening of watching a movie or something in our room. When we got the text, we started getting texts and, and, and notifications from several of our friends. Right in that area. Right in that area. Yeah. So we started to do our energy work and everything. But um, but uh, uh, it was a pretty hairy situation for them. And, and the fire was coming. And I, I mentioned in the story that, oh, yeah, after a bunch of people start to get on the uh, uh, prayer tree and, and start praying, the fire suddenly turned away, veered off of that course that it was pursuing for quite a while and um, uh, went completely where there's no uh, humans. Out in, out in the wilderness. Uh, out in the wilderness. Uh, and our and friend I, said that the fire was visibly uh, seeable. Yeah, it was, it was right, right, right down the street. There. Yeah. And so anyway, that's, that's what I was talking about. And there's been you know, countless stories throughout history of these kinds of miracles that came through the communal sharing of the spirit of oneness and the oneness of spirit. There's also been throughout history many, many 
many stories, miracle healing stories of individuals and groups all coming through that portal of sharing in the undivided wholeness of spirit in some way. So legendary stories of miracles and sports always came through the avenue created by team spirit or the spirit of an entire community rooting for a team or both teams or everyone or whatever, and the miracles would happen. So remember that whenever you consider creating a miracle in your life, it's in the spirit of oneness, of sharing, that you need for manifesting that miracle. That means miracles can't really come through to this world in a culture of selfishness, arrogance, and competition. Now, the common model asked in various enterprises, what's in it for me? U-I-F-M. <laughs> what's, what yeah, what's in it for me? <laughs> yep. I've heard that so many times in various businesses and whatnot. That model won't fly when it comes to miracles because miracles isn't about me. One of my favorite poems by a 10th century <gasps> Sufi mystic reportedly uttered while he was facing his public execution. Al-Halaj Mansur sums it up. Kill me, oh my trustworthy friends, for in my being killed is my life. Love is that you remain standing in front of your beloved, when you are deprived of all your attributes, then his attributes become your qualities. Between me and you, there is only me. Take away the me, so only you remain. I am the supreme reality. Powerful statement. When this mystic proclaimed this, he was not angry or depressed or scared. or scared or in any other state of meanness. He was simply lovingly joyous. He knew that when there was no more of the me, there remained only the undivided, limitless, and eternal reality. How could he not be joyous, even in the face of his own execution? He knew with certainty that he could not die and that he was totally free already. It is that reality, that supreme truth, that produces what we experience as miracles in this world. Without the me, we share all of who we are. In truth. Well, I'd like to share a few stories um, talking about sharing because I think this is one of the most important things we have in life. You know, even if it's really, really what may seem to be small, sharing is one of the most important parts of our spiritual growth because if we're not sharing, we're in that perpetual state of meanness. So I'd like to start with the example Michael was talking about with um, what happened with 
this very good friend of ours who had the, the wildfire coming her way, she and her husband who wasn't well, um, it was an incredible situation where they had to put horses in a horse trailer and they were bucking and, you know, the fire scared them and injuries were happening and everything. And one of the stories that she told us was, it's our friend Beverly, was that Shanti, who was, she was caretaking for us while we were traveling, she did that very often for us, stayed completely calm. Shanti was a great Pyrenees dog, although I'm thinking that maybe she was really an Italian Mirama, which is a relation of that dog. Um, she stayed completely calm, and even when things were really crazy, she stayed very close to Beverly and helped to keep her in her center so that disasters wouldn't happen just trying to escape the farm. Now, that may not sound like much in the, in the course of talking about miracles, but think about it. Our animals are incredible, incredible examples of sharing oneself in the best way that you can. And our dog, Shanti, we had her for uh, nearly 15 years, 14 and a half years. And we got to see her share of herself over and over again. And for years after, still, people tell us, you know, when she was in our class and she came and sat at my feet, I was in the most difficult emotional state I had ever been in while we were in that meditation. And when she came and sat right by my feet and put her head on my shoes, I felt calm, I felt happy, and I felt safe. And this was Shanti's way of sharing herself and also being aware that someone had an emotional issue that needed to be addressed while a meditation was going on. It was quite astonishing to watch her do that. Shanti shared herself in so many ways that when she passed away, we got uh, literally a barrage of letters from people telling us how much she helped them uh, come through all kinds of things. And I wanted to share one of the stories that uh, was an ultimate Shanti share story because this is a story where... Sometimes people don't believe that animals are as brilliant and as aware as they are. So we had done a wonderful seminar weekend um, in our house, and it was over. And we still had a couple dozen people hanging out and just chatting. Michael loved to chat people up after our events. And we were telling a story, or Michael was telling the story of how Shanti liked to take a couple of the soft Frisbees that she had, a large one and a small one. Um, They're the little floppy ones. And she would put them, she would use her mouth and put them together and and make little art forms. We called one the Chinaman because it looked like a little hat with over a head. And then she had the double twist and the single twist. And she had all kinds of really interesting things, artistic things she did with these. And it was just for the sake of art, and she would do it and bring it to us so we could take a picture of her, and then she'd drop it and get on her way. Well, Michael was telling this story about this to this group, and one of the young men in in the group said, well, can she do it now? And I spoke up and said, well, it doesn't work like that. She has to be in just the right state of mind to do it. Well, she had been sitting right there next to that young man. She got up walked over to her toy box, pulled out both of the floppy Frisbees, the large one and the small one, 
She went over to him, did her little twisty-turny thing, and then presented it to him. (laughs) And if that wasn't a miracle of sharing herself and, in a way, showing that she understood, that she was listening, and that she wanted to show that she loved him enough to, you know, break that animal-human barrier that we normally have that... that, uh, doesn't always allow us to see an animal as a sentient being. She broke through that for this young man, and I think that young man's life was really changed. So animals share of themselves, you know, even the barn cat. The barn cat isn't necessarily a cat that um, comes into the house and is all sweet and, and cuddly with you, but it serves you. It, it works out in that barn, and it usually... It has a bonding of some sort with the owners of that barn, and then it does its job, which is getting rid of insects and rodents. So animals share themselves very, very freely. It's us humans that don't always do this. Hmm. So just think about this. Sometimes sharing of yourself is sitting or standing next to a homeless person who is lonely and just talking to them if you don't have a couple bucks in your pocket to, to share with them, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, if I think about Shanti, the number of miracles that I shared with her throughout her lifetime is, you know, uh, I'm sure I've forgotten more of the stories than than I've remembered. But uh, right off the bat, uh, some really incredible ones. One was where I was walking her. We were in a temporary rental uh, apartment in Sacramento, and uh, I'm walking her for her morning walk, and it was a nice day, and and in the neighborhood, it's um, mm, kind of a, uh, what would you call it, middle class, you know? Yeah, middle, middle. Mid, middle, middle, middle class neighborhood, kids and families and whatnot, and um, there were three kids uh, playing in the three boys playing in the uh, front yard of apparently one of one of the kids uh, uh, houses and we're just passing by the kids and then we're we're nearing the little short dry uh, sidewalk that goes up to their front door when the front door blasts open literally blasts open and this huge guy is obviously in rage and he busts open the the screen door and starts headed for the kids in rage just going with you know you can see the blood vessels pop, uh, popping up in his temples and everything eyes wide open bulging and he's screaming at them uh something and i'm going oh no this is not this is not going to go well. And as soon as I'm thinking of what can I do, and I grounded the man uh, just so that he'll, he could maybe calm down a little bit. Next thing, he turns to us. He stops in his tracks, looks at Shanti, and Shanti just sat there and looked at him. And he goes, what? A beautiful dog. <laughs> and I'm going, thank you, God. <laughs> thank you, Shanti. And thank you, Shanti. <laughs> it's, it's like 
I said, you want to, you know, she's really friendly. And he, he goes, can I, can, can, can I pet her? And I said, yeah, come on over. And he just came over. He was like more than head and shoulders taller. He's about twice as wide as I am. It's just like a giant. And, and he looks at me again and says, can I pet her? And I said, of course, she's, she's great. And he drops on his knees onto the yard and the grass and starts petting her and uh, with these giant hands. And Shanti's just going, yeah, you know, just this being is her peaceful self. Yeah, this is what I'm here for. And he just turned in from this raging monster to this loving father of a couple of the kids. And, and then he turns over to the kids and says, hey, boys, come over here. You want to pet the dog? And they jump up, run over. All four of them are all over Shanti, and Shanti's just going, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm here for. And then they got up, they thanked me, and the guy put his arms around all three kids, and they walked happily into the house together. Uh, that was an enormous miracle as far as I'm concerned. Our second break is coming right up, and I wanted to remind you that Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, makes a wonderful gift for anyone seeking their sole purpose. It's available from Amazon as well as through our office. Also, for any of you who would like to go further on your spiritual path, self-healing, and or psychic development, we have all kinds of teleclasses, courses, all-day seminars, and retreats available to purchase and download. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamora.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. In a bit, we'll return to continue with The Miracle is in Your Sharing. We will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back, and <laughs> it's delightful to have you back with us. We've been exploring how every miracle comes about in your sharing. When you share yourself with others, your sharing opens up the doorway to the limitless and the eternal. And that's where all miracles come from. So let's continue opening that door. Well, earlier I was talking about how our animals are very, very natural. Our pet animals are very natural at this kind of sharing. And um, because we were talking about our beloved Shanti, I wanted to share one more story about her because she was, in a way, the epitome of someone who shared themselves. She loved to lean against you. And whenever she did that, it wasn't a take energy. I didn't feel it that way. But it was definitely a sharing. You know, I'm here. I'm here to share my time and my love with you and the loving presence that she always had. Well, when she was very young, she wasn't even a year old yet. We were, Michael and I were walking in a park with her in Sacramento, and we were walking along, and this group of kids came along, and they're going, oh, doggy, doggy, very similar to what a lot of people did, because she was so beautiful and so gentle, and um, she had just a look to her that was very non-threatening. So the three of these kids came along, and then there was a fourth one. They were all very similar in age, and then the fourth one was a little younger, she was about three, maybe three or four years old. Not even. Probably and the, she was a little distance away, and she she was running right at us. So I was waiting. I was keeping an eye on her. But the mother of these children was further behind the little one. And the mother was screaming, no, 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 while, these, while this little one was coming our way. Um, and I didn't quite understand what was going on. And Shanti was standing, letting the brothers and sisters pet her. But when the little one arrived, Shanti plopped down on the ground and made herself as small as possible. She tucked herself in. Like a pancake. (laughs) She did. And then she presented the top of her head to this little tiny girl. She she crawled. She she crawled over to her. And the little girl went over and and, uh, came right up to Shanti and petted her on the head. And she was saying, doggy, doggy. You know, in that little three-year-old yeah, kind of way. Yeah, and kind of jumping up and down. <laughs> she was very excited. And the mother finally arrived breathless. and Hysterical. She, she was yeah. hysterical. She looked terrified. And I, I said, is everything all right? And she says, you don't understand. This child, she pointed to the little one, is terrified of dogs. All dogs. All dogs. She has never come close to a dog since she, the day when she was born. So it seems like she is healed. And she was so grateful that Shanti was safe, and she was very happy to see her daughter so excited to be with this dog. So just sharing of your love and making your love a safe thing to be around, not a conditional love. You know, conditional is divided, is one of the ways you can share 
with someone else, even if you're not talking to them. You know, many of you are in situations where you have to get on very crowded buses and stuff and you all pull your auras in and and that's okay. You know, being in crowded places can be uncomfortable for a sensitive person, but sharing of your, of yourself in a situation like that is allowing yourself to be that love in spite of the discomfort of being around so many physical bodies, because each of those bodies has a spirit in it or somewhere near it that will share its love back, whether it's aware of it or not. And sometimes, you know, some of you have been told, I always feel better when I come around you. Maybe you give good advice and stuff, but other times it's just because you give them the space to be who they are in an unconditionally loving way. Well, what's another way you can share yourself? You know, these days, very wealthy people are getting a lot of bad press and uh, so it should be in some cases. But Michael and I have, in our large circle of friends and people we know, we're involved in a number of charities, and we have seen very wealthy people share in the biggest kind of ways that some of you could not even imagine in some of these charities. And one of our favorite charities is one that's um, centered out of Arizona, Phoenix area, called Child Help. And I... I'm always amazed at the generosity. We go once a year to their gala, this uh, fundraiser. And um, some of these people are, you know, in the category of so-called just millionaires and are working very hard at keeping that status, yet are willing to share some of their millions with a charity like Child Help in order for the miracle of healing for these abused kids. And I'm not going to turn this show into a promotion for child help, but they're an amazing charity. But there are a lot of amazing charities out there that even 5 or $10 could go to as a part of your sharing yourself with someone else in the world, maybe even someone anonymous. You don't even really know where, what the route of that money is. And, of course, vet your charities to make sure they're for real and all that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to comment that, There are a lot of people out there that have a spare $10 or $15 in their bank account that they can share in that way. Or like I was saying earlier, with a homeless person, it's it's not necessarily sharing you as the being that you are, but something that can uh, lift up someone else in a way. And the real part of the sharing is really about who you are. And so regardless of what instrument you use to share, like money or, or clothing or food or whatever it is, or counsel, you know, information, communication, whatnot, the thing about sharing, the practice of sharing is essentially what Raphael start to talk about in terms of unconditional loving and the put it to simple way is oh yeah the more compassion you have towards someone the more you're sharing you you can't have compassion and not share yourself right compassion cannot come from uh, a separate island, <laughs> an isolation. No, compassion 
is the very act of sharing. It's unconditional. You can't have conditional compassion. <laughs> and which means you can't have any judgment. You, you can't hold the judgment in your mind in relationship to someone else and still share. Yeah, sure, you can give them stuff, but that's not sharing. Sharing is, is when you're open, which means you can fully allow someone to be just as they are in the condition, in the space, in the energy, whatever situation that that person is in. And you're going, yeah, I see that. I recognize you're in a bad situation or you're suffering in some way, you're in pain, but that's not gonna change how I relate to you. So in order to allow someone to fully be where they're at and holding no judgment against them for being in that place or what they've done or what they're doing or whatever it is, how they're acting, requires you first to be yourself more to be able to let yourself be who you are, to let yourself be as you are. Part of the isolation, isolating oneself away from others, which is the kind of the opposite of sharing, right? Sharing is opening oneself up to, to share. This is where I'm at, this is who I am. Isolation is closing that door and nailing it shut, putting <laughs> barricades there and going, nope, get away from me. I don't want to share anything. I don't want to share of myself. I'll throw, throw stuff at you so you could go away. But you know, you've probably seen that in on the streets. Somebody, a homeless person comes along and asks somebody for a few bucks or a spare change or whatever, and the person literally throws it at them like, okay, here's some get away from me. That's not sharing. That's not even giving. That's just, you know, instead getting of using... Rid of. <laughs> yeah, that's getting rid of. It's instead of using a stick to, to beat somebody to make them go away, they're throwing money at them so they'll go away, right? Ah, so sharing is when you could let someone truly be, but of course that means you have to let yourself be. It's when you try to be something other than where you're at, who you are, how you are, that's when you start to isolate yourself. That's when you stop sharing. But when you, when you start to go, oh, you know, I'm not in the best mood today, or I'm not, uh, I just went through a difficult challenge and kind of reeling from it, but that's okay. I mean, if you've already gone through something, 
you can't prevent it anymore because it's you're already there. You're you're going through it, <laughs> right? <laughs> so if you try to fight it, you're not giving yourself enough breathing room to get through whatever difficult challenges or unhappiness or whatever you're you're going through. But if you could give yourself the space to just, okay, I'm not in the best place today, but that doesn't preclude me from sharing myself. Ah, it's like a person who says, oh, I can't face other people because I got a zit on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's on a strictly physical level. But, but what are they saying? It's just, I'm not good enough. Uh, after I clear this up, then I could show myself. They're afraid. It's about me. But sharing is not about me. It's about you. It's about everyone. So that's, that's one of the things to keep in mind of, oh, yeah, you don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to be uh, a genius. You don't have to be whatever to share. And Shanti was a great example. She, she just was she herself. She everybody. And she shared. She didn't mind if, if you were, you know, poor or rich or super genius or not so bright or whatever. Or even, she shared. Or even angry. Yeah. Yeah. She would get someone down on the floor with her in 30 seconds flat, even if they were in a bad space. It was so great to watch. Well, we're at the end of our show, believe it or not. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're always happy that you could join us and hope that our show helps you expand your awareness and deepen your understanding. Join us again next Wednesday for our episode, The Many Faces of Sharing Your Joy. Find out about the variety of, variety of ways you can share your joy. You may not realize yet, but there is a way you can express your joy anywhere, under any circumstances, and at any time. But there is. Remember, too, to call our office to sign up now for Finding Joy in Challenging Times, Harnessing the Transformative Power of Compassion, Gratitude, and Forgiveness. It's our teleclass weekend event coming up Saturday and Sunday, May 28th and 29th. That's a week from this weekend in May of 2022. The four teleclasses and a bonus Zoom Q&A social will help you to awaken more to the limitless spirit that you are and learn how to cultivate compassion, be more grateful, and practice true forgiveness to live a more joy-filled life, even in challenging times. For all the details or to register, check our website events calendar for May or call our office and speak with our brand new assistant, Debbie, at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.